And I want to talk to you about something that is I'm really, really into Jace Medical. The American Society of Healthcare Pharmacists, which is the group that tracks the production of medications all around the world, recently came out and said, hey, there's a shortage of antibiotics and amoxicillin being the biggest of them. Um, Yeah. Did you know we don't make most of these things? If there is a breakdown in our supply chain, you're kind of screwed. All right. This is really vital if you are prepping, if you are somebody that worries about emergency situations or supply chains. I want you to go to J-A-S-E Medical, JaceMedical.com, and fill out an online questionnaire. It only takes a few minutes. A licensed physician will review it, and you're going to get your medicine uh, delivered directly to you, and it's emergency medicine, so you can keep it on the shelf in case there's a breakdown. Please go to jacemedical.com. Read all about it. I think this organization is great. Use the promo code BECK. For cover, run for the duct tape because your head will explode. But this is not a duct tape emergency alert. This is a clown alert. And it used to be those things where, you know, you would hear the you'd hear the siren and run, but now it's just so ridiculous that I mean you gotta gra- grab the clown nose. That's coming up in 60 seconds. It's Friday. So Drew wrote in about his experience with Relief Factory. He says, I was in a really bad accident when I was in my 40s, and it left me with horrible pain throughout my body. For a long time, I tried to find something that would help with the pain, but nothing worked. I heard about Relief Factor, thought it sounded like mumbo-jumbo, at least until I tried it out of desperation. I am with you, Drew. In just a few weeks, I started seeing the results. Within a few more, I felt amazing again. Thank you so much, Drew. Thank you for trying it. I know. I mean, I I was in your position. I'm like, this isn't going to work. I mean, it's from some guy on the radio. What does he know? I got it. I got it. Three-week quick start. Only $19.95. I tried it because my wife made me. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor. 70% of them go on to order more. ReliefFactor.com. Call them now. Get the three-week quick start, 1995. 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number 4-RELIEF. Or ReliefFactor.com. 800, the number four relief or relieffactor.com. Oh, my goodness. Well, hello, Stu. Glenn, how are you? Oh, good. What do you have planned for the weekend? Oh, lots of stuff. Do you? Uh, yeah, I'm oh, preparing. That's a, it's so interesting, a, especially the way I, you tell that story. But we have a full-fledged clown alert. Clown alert going on, Stu. We don't have time for... <sighs> Okay, so let's look at some of the uh, stories today that uh, 
would have made my head explode. But I'm so far beyond that. Um, Here's a headline from Fox News. MSNBC anchor slammed for complaining House Democrats never investigated the Trump family. (laughs) Um, Just saying. Oh, look at the cute little car and all the MSNBC people coming out. The, I guess it's Mehdi Hassan show. Uh, didn't do this. They didn't do this for the Trump family. Mehdi, which is, I'm going to say Z. Zer, which could be her or him. I, I don't know. Uh, nobody watches MSNBC. Isn't that weird? It's like this weird experiment. If we put all this money into producing something and nobody watches it, how long can we do that? It's it's a neat experience. The CNN has been doing that one for a while, and that experiment is about to come to a conclusion. Um, anyway, be as mad as you like about House Republicans kicking off any day, one day after winning the House with a massive investigation of the Biden family. But ask yourself, why Democrats didn't do this for the Trump family? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ask yourself on the day that Pelosi is retiring, by the way. Woo. Okay. Um, I've got a, uh, a note from the teachers union. It is a pronoun guide. Mm. Uh, this is why I knew about the pronouns for MSNBC. Uh, the national, the national education association's pronoun guide reviewed by the Washington examiner, uh, directs members on how to use various preferred pronouns to grow accustomed to including one's pronouns and name tags. Uh, while introducing oneself to colleagues. The pronoun guide says it's been made available for members of the teachers' union, and uh, it is made to have staff better understand the use of pronouns in a respectful way for all NEA meetings and communications. In English, this is according to the guide, in English, we have two sets of gendered pronouns, she, her, hers, he, him, his. Oh, that is great. They're still teaching this stuff. Um, However, those are um, attached directly to a particular gender. Now, I didn't know that. Did you know that? A particular gender? Yeah, yeah. Wow, no, Like she, her, hers, it would go to somebody that would self-identify as a woman. Right. Okay. And that's the only way you would know she was a woman. Only way you would know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, We all likely, this according to the teachers union, all likely grew up assuming we knew someone's pronouns just by looking at them. Oh, that's so silly. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, what a silly concept. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Knowing their gender, but that isn't the case. In an effort to be more affirming to all, it is important as teachers to get out of the habit of assuming pronouns. So they have a table graphic that separates different pronouns from their respective uh, case and, you know, to inform the reader how to use them in a sentence properly. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first three lines from the uh, graphic provide a guide for he, she, they pronouns. But the final uh, line is a guide for using Z, Zim, Zer, Zers, or Zerself, which... uh, Zerself. Zerself. I didn't... Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which doesn't help identify anyone. You have no, absolutely does no good no for communication whatsoever, which is whatsoever. what the language is supposed to do. Uh, here's another uh, headline for you. The U.N. complains the world has too many Nigerians. <laughs> and who doesn't think <laughs> that there are too many Nigerians? I don't know. That sounds a little bit racist, but no. No, the U.N. fits entirely in that one clown car, which is very nice. 
Um, here's a uh, Democrat that has said that, uh, well, I mean, she's a scientist. It's Sheila Jackson Lee. Oh, and gosh. Uh, yeah, she Brilliant. has said there is a direct connection to slavery and the pandemic. No, 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 that's re- no, there's no clown horn there. That's that's. Oh, this is serious. This is serious. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, I don't know how this got into the stack of clown news, but um, there is, this is a serious thing. I believe and I could prove it to you. I believe there is a direct, you know, the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. It's it's like that, except with slavery, it's only one degree. Give me anything. Give me anything. Uh, water faucets. Water faucets. Easy. Did slaves drink water? Direct, <laughs> direct link to slavery. Every water faucet company should be paying reparations. Next. Uh, oatmeal. Oatmeal. <laughs> Please. Who's on the front of the oatmeal box? The old lady man, the... You know, Bush-looking person, uh, <laughs> colonial, oppression, slavery, boom. And don't even get me started uh, about breakfast cereals, foods, pancakes. Please, I think you know. Next. Oh, um, uh, French baguette. French baguette. Yes. You'd think this one is hard. Mm-hmm. You'd think that one would struggle to connect a French baguette that is exactly what i was thinking i was trying to come up with something specifically that would be difficult to tie to slavery this is very easy i told you earlier that uh what was his name pepe Le Pew, or the guy who was on hogan's heroes the french guy that was in the slave camp i mean i could take this apart 600 ways to sunday first of all uh what did white people do uh, they built concentration camps. Then they did shows about concentration camps with Hogan's Heroes. Right. Hogan's Heroes, they had one token black in that camp. One. Mm-hmm. Okay? Token. Just like slaves. That man in that show, who was on the show with a Frenchman who liked baguettes. Slavery. I, uh, I don't want to come up with another example. I don't want. I don't want because you don't want to be shown up. No, that's exactly. You know what? Sure, that's exactly what it is. Uh, Let me give you this one. Los Angeles County Sheriff says the crash that injured 25 law enforcement recruits in Southern Whittier Wednesday morning was not an accident. Now wait a minute. This is hard to believe in the first place. Someone would drive their car intentionally into a crowd of police recruits in California? No way. Well. Shockingly, investigators went through an exhaustive interview process with everyone involved with the video surveillance statements from the recruits, the physical evidence that they had, like, I've got a broken leg and what they got from the suspect himself. And they were able to to form the opinion that this was a deliberate act. Now, they have no idea why. Uh, The driver was Nicholas Joseph Gutierrez. He's 22. He's charged with attempted murder of a peace officer. And other charges are pending. But uh, they gave him a bond of a ridiculous $2 million. Uh, And so he is, well, he was also, he had marijuana in the SUV and he was intoxicated. Um you know, but he drove directly into a group of 75 recruits and uh, and five of them are critically injured. Twenty five were injured. 
uh, but they still have no motive. They still don't have any idea. And of course, it was not politically or racially motivated. Just want you to know that. Mm. We'll wait for details. I hope they figure that out. It's never it's never motivated that way. Well, the California police are on it. Okay, that's good to hear. Okay, yeah, well, California. California's on a lot of things. You know, they they are. They've got a great new program. We talked about it briefly yesterday uh-huh. in San Francisco. Oh, where you can uh, if you're gender, if you're if transgender, transgender, mm-hmm. you can you can get uh, on some sort of payroll with the. Yeah, they'll pay you for being transgender. Uh, they're twelve hundred dollars a month. My name is Betty Stu. Right. My name is now Betty. <laughs> And that's I, if you happen to be a Glenn into a Betty. Yes. Then you can get twelve hundred dollars a month for the next eighteen months. And you must admit that I am the most beautiful woman you have ever seen. And you are. Believe oh, me, you sure are. You haven't seen me all dolled up. Now, it might seem like a ridiculous program to some. To some. But I decided to go through the actual application right. because I was interested. And that's when you see how. Really serious and and um, well thought out it is, mm-hmm. right? Right. Now yeah. there are some options here. You got to go through the application. Okay. All right. Uh, let me. This is pronouns. Now, Glenn, I want you to. You, I'm going to go through these with you. You just have to check all that apply. All that apply. So you might okay. have eight okay. or ten of these. All right. Go okay. ahead. All that apply, not just one. Right. Got it. Uh, she, her, hers. Yes. He, him, his. Yes. They, them, theirs. Yes. It, it's, it's. Yes. Coco, cos. Co. Hmm. Coco, cos. Well, yeah, of course. Zee Zim Ziz. Yes. Zee Her Hears. Zee Jim Shears. Yes. E M Ears. E M Ears. Wait, 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 oh. wait. The ears oh, sorry, one. The ear one didn't. I didn't. And I feel a little bad because that well, makes me think of my ears, which I think are really bad. Oh. Uh, they're big. I mean, the earlobes are growing. It's the only part of the face and the nose that continue to grow. And thank you for pointing that out. Now I am really offended well i, I wish point i could, out. i wish i had that power you know in the disney film uh uh what was the one hercules i wish i could like remember when the guy would could set his hair on fire <laughs> i wish i could do that mm. that'd be great no. just <laughs> <laughs> so when you say something like zeers i would think ears and i <laughs> and you'd know i'm pissed <laughs> and by the way i should point out it's not ears e-a-r-s it's e I didn't say it was. I said it made me think okay. of that. That's my truth. I'm sorry, Stu. and that is your truth. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, sir, uh, or ma- ma'am, or or she. Uh, uh, I don't know which one to say. Uh, how about per per purs? Yes. A fay fair fairs. <laughs> yep. A air airs. Mm-hmm. Tay tear tears. I like the way you say that. Vver vers. Right. Uh, no uh. pronouns. Oh, no, that one doesn't that apply one doesn't to you. That one doesn't apply to you. Okay, okay good. All right. So this is the, uh, by the way, the Guaranteed Income for Transgender People program. Okay, so if I identify as any or all of those, do I get more money from the state if I identify <laughs> as all of them? That's a good question. I don't know the right. answer to that. Do they investigate to see if I'm really? Definitely not. Okay. Because how all would right. you? These words don't mean anything. Do I have to live in California to get their taxpayer money? Y- yes, San Francisco. Ah, this is from the city of San Francisco. All right. The guaranteed income for uh, transgender people or gift, which is interesting because it doesn't spell, it's gift p. In it's reality, a, it's, it's actually should be gift p. Guaranteed income for transgender people. Okay. And they call it gift. They just leave the P off. It is gift. So the gift program, here are some things. Now, it it goes to gender. and There there are several genders available, Glenn. 
for you to choose. Okay. Yeah, I guess you could choose any or all. Any of or these. all of these. Let okay. me give you some examples. Gender yeah. creative. Well, that's me. Mm. I'm very creative. Gender outlaw. Is that, yes. yes. Okay. I live in the West. A gray gender. Well, look at my hair. Yeah, I don't know if it means you're you're older or if you just you're in a gray. Yeah, that, that guy kind of Either he's in a gray area. Works okay. for me. Your Honor, brother boy. Is that brother your gender? Boy. Or would you consider yourself a brother boy? Um. I would say because we're in a transition as a society, I would still say there's a chance brother boy Mm -hmm. might be misinterpreted. So I'm going to say no. (laughs) That's a good point. Considering the context of earlier conversations today. A sister girl. Sister girl. I am absolute. Look at me. Look at you. You're definitely sister girl. I am a sister girl. Now, when I look at you. Yes. What I see. Yes. Maverick. Ooh. Maverick. It's like a, a a fancy Tom Cruise, a Maverick. Ooh, I like that. Uh, Ooh, I'm kind of you. I yeah. am. I I'm a Maverick. No, no. I'm a Maverick. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Uh, how about this? Is one of the, these are all real genders on the checklist. I'm not making any of these up. Okay, so if I identify as a Maverick, Maverick, uh, and you would say yes, sir, uh, you are a Maverick. <laughs> And I would say, you bet. Give me my cash. Uh huh. Okay. How about stud? No. Yeah, you're not in. That's the no. one gender you're not. No. Okay. No. How about uh, this is a real gender? Mm, of course it is. FTX. So you can now identify as a failed cryptocurrency exchange, uh, which is. <laughs> I think that one is an important gender that you mock right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, where's my horn? I was. Thank you. Now you can do the other. She already the did other the other. One. No, do it now. But she already did it. We can Just edit start. this in post-production. No, this is a live do show. Do the damn... That wasn't the same one. That's not the one I wanted. Anyway, Tuttle Twins, it's up to you and me to make a difference. Help make our country free again. I mean, this is so ridiculous. How... Let me ask you, Zer, how free do you have to be, right? Um, our children... You know, they're getting all this great stuff, like I told you from the teachers' unions. This is great stuff. Um, Now, maybe you're one of those haters. Well, where do you get your hate? I get my hate from the Tuttle Twins. That's what I do. I learn about all kinds of things like freedom uh, and and how the free market works. (laughs) So you need some hate in your life? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you think there is truth? Yeah, well, you go ahead. You go ahead, girl. Tuttle Twins now is offering free activity workbooks and work, workbooks books. It's a San Francisco thing. I'm sorry. 35% off their kids' books. The TuttleTwinsBeck.com. I'm a maverick. Get the discount plus the bonuses right now. It's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Keep your kids sane in this crazy world. Make sure you're teaching them the truth. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. 10 seconds. Station ID. No, no. Now I wanted the... I want control of the horn. Okay, we've... What I've covered here is not the craziest ones oh, from the gender list. Of course not. They weren't crazy in the first place. I have the page right here, and I'd like you, Glenn, yeah. without seeing it, for the first time, tr- attempt to pronounce each one of these genders. These are all real genders in San Francisco. They have 97 of them listed. These are genders. 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 I'm Bacala. 
Bakla, which I think bakla is. I think that's a Greek <laughs> pastry. Uh, mahu. Who are you? I am Mahu. Uh, fa, afa, fine. Fa, afa, fine. So you identify as a fa, afa, fine. Or a warrior. Mm-hmm. Or a paleoania. Mm-hmm. An ash time. Uh, mashaga. I like that one. I, that's what I want to be. <laughs> hey, he's a mashaga. Huh? <laughs> uh, a mangeko. Uh, Chibados. These are all real. Uh, Titawina. Mm-hmm. Now, if you have a Titawina, that could be a different physical That's, ailment. Yeah, you might want to have that looked into. <sighs> I got a bad case of Titawina right now. Uh, Alia. Mm. I think that's an actual name. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Hawami. Me from the Hawami tribe. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, look at how racist they are. Mm-hmm. The Nadlihi. Nad. The Dilba. The Dilba. Like, if you, what if you transition from Huame to Dilba? If we went well, in there and said, I sorry, I used you. to be Huame, now I'm Dilba, they'd have to give us this money. I had a tidy weeda, uh, <laughs> and then I got a Dilba, and it's... You don't want either one of the those. The Wink Tea. The Wink Tea. I am a Wink Tea. The Ninal Prowskitsi PXB. That's... Hmm. That's a, it must be a German because it's just got all these letters that don't really form it's a, a word. lot of letters in that one. Yeah. The uh, Machi Embra, mm-hmm. the Quarry Warmy, Quarry Warmy, Quarry Warmy, mm-hmm. the Chukchi, the t- oh, Chukchi, uh, the Waka Waka Hine, right? Waka ha, Waka Kakwa Hine, mm-hmm. the sure, Flect. I'll have a. Uh, I'll have a uh, serving of the uh, calabi, please. No, the, ca- uh, the calabi is a gender, sir. And this is a Wendy's restaurant. We just serve calabi here. Uh, the bisu and the occult with an A, not an O. But I think this may be a cult. This may yeah. be a cult. <laughs> yeah. uh, very, that's very great. Isn't that incredible? Those are all on the checklist. All of those made up words that don't mean anything. Are you telling me the Nia Wakapaski zip? Right. I will say, though, if you look at this list and you're like, wow, that's a lot of genders, but that none of them really describe me. You get the last one, not listed. Not. So you could always fill in your own. Uh, I want to live in San Francisco <laughs> just for this. Glenn Beck program. I mean, I mean, wouldn't that be great? Uh, if you're living in San Francisco and you're listening to this show, you have got to apply for that money and then tell us about yes. it. Yes. Okay. Uh, the, um, Iris wrote in about her dog's experience with, uh, rough greens. She said, uh, the day our trial package came, I put some on my hand and offered it to my dog Shiloh. He licked it clean. Ever since then, he gets very anxious about mealtime. When I'm mixing the rough greens in his kibble, he stands up and begs for his bowl. Funny thing is he was always such a picky eater before. He has more energy now and wants to play more often. It's great stuff. I will tell you, I, I, to me, this is worth the price of admission. My dog eats all of his food, um, and then I see him play like I've never seen him play before. It's rough. <laughs> we should have just done this with cocaine. <laughs> and he eats it all, and uh, and then he's up for hours. Anyway, uh, roughgreens.com slash back. Unlike cocaine, your dog's nose won't bleed and it's very healthy for them. Get your first bag free. It's a trial bag. All you pay for is shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash back. Roughgreens.com slash back. 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash back.
If you identify as Cheetahina, you can now get 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is standup, not Cheetahina. All right, so because I'm a maverick, uh, which is an actual gender and do not make fun of it, um, one of my uh, favorite co-mavericks, somebody who is a dangerous, dangerous person, lives up in Alaska, and I can call her friend because I'm safe because I know she's in Alaska and I'm in Texas so I can still be share the maverick kind of things. Her name is Marilyn uh, Huper. Uh, she's been on the show a couple of times, but she was on our special this uh, last weekend. Please watch this special. It's really kind of an important thing. Um, Marilyn is on the phone. She was uh, Her home was raided by the FBI over January 6th. They weren't in the Capitol. No. Uh, they went to the front of the Capitol. They weren't on the steps. They weren't anywhere. They just... Look, they had a plane they had to catch in 30 minutes. So they listened to the president and then walked over to the Capitol and went, huh, and then turned around, walk out. Didn't even know there was a rut. Nothing. And the FBI broke their door down early one morning. You got that right. Because she's a maverick. She's learned a lot. She was very um, non-political. And, and now, I'm not sure. Marilyn, would you consider yourself political or just wide awake? Good morning. Uh, well, it's 5.30 in the morning in Alaska, so wide awake might not be quite there yet. <laughs> but, <it's, laughs> but as far as, uh, yeah, as far as awake to what's happening, I feel like I'm uh, becoming more awake every day. And uh, I was willing to take the red pill. And some days I wake up, I'm sure as you do, and say, like, can I have a blue pill day, please? Oh, I know, I know. Uh, I'm actually, I've had this conversation. If I could get a pill where I would erase all the knowledge that I had, which they, I believe they are developing. Um, I, uh, I often think to myself, would I, would I, am I glad I know all this stuff? And I am, but it sucks a lot of times. Um, yeah. Marilyn, um, you and your husband, they came in, broke your door down. Uh, they never charged you. It, it, it's phenomenal to me that they tagged you because they had a picture of somebody that was in the Capitol and it looked like you. Did you ever really think, wait a minute, how did my face appear? How did they identify me out of the tens of thousands of people that were there uh, on the mall? How did they compare my picture and get my picture and say, oh, there it is. It's a match. I did, and I asked them that question because they were, as we talked about on the special and as I continue to learn, even though it seems like basics, we keep having to have our mental brain reshaped um, that, that uh, we just need to be quiet mm. <laughs> and not talk. Uh, but I did ask, but asking questions is what we should be doing. When they ask a question, we should be asking a question, not answering questions. And uh, Jesus was a genius at this when you read this. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, but when they were saying, uh, you know, we have you, you've been positively ID'd. Well, in, that, in my universe, that sounds like you've been 100% verified. Yeah. What they mean is some random anonymous tipster 
has called in or left a tip or an email that a photo they saw online might resemble you. Mm. That's mm. a positive ID. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's not very positive. It's not very right. certain, so even if it's positive. So. You have become, I mean, you're my favorite American right now. Um, you have become this uh, diehard um, civil rights defender, and you have investigated, investigated everything that you should do. Uh, so this will never happen to you again. And you are actually passing this on and trying to teach it to people. Um, tell me. The one thing you brought up off air, and I talked about it on air, was this Abraham Lincoln thingy uh, called writ of habeas corpus, which I, I don't know what it is. I, mean, I think Abraham Lincoln had something to do with that. I, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, what, <laughs> I'm trying to get the Abraham Lincoln link here. Not, it just sounds old timey, but I'll Google that. Yeah, I mean, it just sounds old timey. Sounds like something he would say. You know, oh, rid of habeas corpus is what we need for this, and who knows what it means? Maybe more cannons. I don't know. But you, you said, and this is the number one question online and in our email is, how do I get me one of those things? I think we should start with ah. what is it and how do you make one or get one and why? Yeah, so a lot of our most helpful tools are not difficult, uh, but they're not known. And, you know, being now a diehard conspiracy, vying between oh, sure. theory and, and, and fact. Right. Somebody that would deny there's a... Somebody that would deny there's a direct link from COVID to slavery. I know. I know your type. Go ahead. <laughs> or someone who would, you know, say like, wow, we're in all these fabulous public schools that are teaching all this necessary information yes. and nothing that we can actually use. Yes. <laughs> so. Yes. I know the type. <laughs> okay. So, so what is a writ of habeas corpus? So my understanding is habeas corpus, if I'm, if, if, and I, again, I don't use Google, just want to correct myself there because I want my ESG score to be as low as possible. Right. So I use DuckDuckGo <laughs> or, or anything else as possible. Yes. So I'm trying to learn from you and rate my ESG as I go. Yes. Uh, but uh, it's like a business letter to the court. If you think of it as a business letter, it has a certain format and habeas corpus, corpus, think of body, the corpse, yeah. Dead people. and habeas is... Uh, you have so you have the body so this is a writ or a letter requesting the body to be freed from custody and it's directed to the court and it's basically ratting out whoever your jailers are that won't let you go okay so if they're holding so, you you need the court to have your writ of habeas corpus right correct so the idea Correct. So it does. There is a little bit of a caveat here because the jailers have you and you want them to give you this letter, this business letter to the court. So sometimes there's a disconnect there because they're not so amenable to make that delivery for you. Right. Which I have experienced um, firsthand, but they're not super excited about having their name. They love putting your name on a piece of paper, but they're very unexcited about having their name put on a piece of paper. Um, However, they do now, they do consider you a serious threat once you do that, which I love. That's fabulous. 
and then you have to figure out how to how to, how to get it from their hands to the courts. So, how do you um, make? Is there like a, a is there like a legal Zoom, a legal like uh, you know some sort of a writ of habeas corpus dot com that you could download one of these things? Where where do you? How do you make one? Yeah. So I actually wrote it down. I was just thinking like, okay, if this comes up, so I was reading it again because it is, you know, it takes a while to remember if you aren't writing one every day, which thankfully I'm not, and not, it's not necessary at this stage. um, It's hard. It's easy to forget what the proper elements are. So there's a fellow, an ex-police officer who um, of 30 years, who's just got tired of seeing all of the shenanigans going on and he's training the people because if you get an attorney, they can do a writ of habeas corpus for you. Um, if you get a good attorney, if you get the right attorney. Uh, and he was just like, this isn't that difficult. Let's just teach the people how to do it. So his name is Terry Ingram and he has a YouTube. That's how to write your own writ of habeas corpus even from jail. So so, even from jail in your own blood, even from jail. Okay. So wait, what is his name (laughs) again? I'm supposed to give you Terry T E R R Y Ingram. I N G R A M Terry Ingram. Okay. YouTube. How to write, how to write your own writ of habeas corpus. And it's still on YouTube right now, which of course, you know, if you can download or just make a couple of, of copies yourself because he knows how long anything you else You are be there. such a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> My gosh, what a danger to society. I love that you call me a maverick. Yeah, right? I want and, t-shirts. But I wish that... With sparklies on I it. Wish that were, I wish that weren't true. Like Steve Friend said when he went with our FBI, our new FBI friends. It's wonderful to have new FBI friends. Um, when, they aren't, when they don't have guns pointed at you. Yeah. I like them even better. Yeah. So... Um, but as he was saying, you know, his thought was, I'm going to make this exit. I'm going to break trail. I'm going to make a path. And then so many are going to rise up with me. And yet he's like, wait, cricket. Yeah. Where's everybody? So, I know. I know. So it, I'm sure it feels that way for you as well. Sometimes like, hey, we're heralding the warning. Now that we can see it, let's all, you know line up and we're, we can take this. There's so many of us and so few of them. All we have to do is stand up. And I believe that is true. And all we have to do is stand up. Yeah. That's it all be over. You know, you probably weren't paying attention. Your husband probably was when I did the uh, 912 project, but you were probably off. I don't know, thinking about salmon or something up in Alaska while I was doing the hard work, quite honestly, Marilyn, as a maverick. (laughs) Uh, But that was the slogan of the 912 project. We surround them. It's not the other way around. They're more of us. Mm-hmm. We just uh, have to mm-hmm. stop being sheep and learn our history and learn our Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Um, Marilyn. Well, well, I admired you, her early heralders. I well, the party. Yeah, well, that's. I, I made I mean, it. If it wasn't for people that are late to the party, it wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't. I would have had more sleep, but uh, I'm glad (laughs) I just give you a hard time. I hope you know that, Marilyn. Uh, I I am so glad Uh, you really you are really amazing. If somebody wanted to find out information from you or wanted to because are you doing actual classes? Well, you know what we're doing? I've, you know, found some conspiracy uh, theorist friends who are mm-hmm. searching out between fact and, and, and theory. 
And we have lots of great discussions on Sunday afternoons, 4 p.m. Alaska time. And if people want to go to stopthejab.org, O-R-G, there's a phone number and, you know, for kind of a secure call-in for a conference line. We do Sunday call-ins. We do a little, uh, like, motivational encouragement from a, a scripture base. And then, uh, and then we take, like, a topic, a 15-minute topic that came up that no, week that's or really something. Great. And then we just, and we just take callers' questions of, you know, how have you been recently tyrannized? And what might be an, an, a strategy. So it's kind of a strategy time and a review time. And it really popped up after some of the people who were reaching out to me and helping me feel empowered to create my own solutions and to, uh, you know, wade into this huge system that we're unfamiliar with. When all the mandates started popping up, you know, I was like, can't we help other people with this information? Because they don't know they don't have to say yes. They don't know they can, they can, uh, there's a, you know, right. premise that we're working on that we're all in kind of this consensual administrative state that you talk about. This administrative state that we're locked in that largely runs on contract and, and yeah. by the power of our consent, which is similar for me when I read, you know, the Declaration of Independence after they came yep. to me. Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> so, you know, right? Yep. They stole the Constitution when they visited us. That as was a, the one piece of... Yeah, as evidence against you, I believe. Right? They listed it yeah. on an evidence yeah. sheet and had yeah. a sign for it. They took our okay. electronics and the Declaration of Independence. That's great. <laughs> so, uh, Marilyn, and thank... they listed it as that. Thank you so much for everything you're doing. Again, um, that would be, I guess, Stop the Jab uh, on Sundays, yep. 4 o'clock. Uh, that's Alaska time, which I think is means it's 2.30 in the morning um, on a Friday, uh, New York time. I'm not sure. Um, Marilyn, thank you so much. Uh, her website is wethepeoplestand.org. All right, Thanksgiving and the holiday season are now only a few days away. And of course, that means tons of people around you. That, that, don't you wish for those old pandemic days where you could just be oh. like, oh, I'm self-quarantined. Sorry, yeah. don't come over. Yeah. Uh, those are the days. I still do that. You do? <laughs> yes, I've noticed. Um, and I'm available to come over anytime, so just let me know. Oh, it's a pandemic. We're uh, St- still very, very dicey. But even Joe Biden said it was over. No. Okay. Well, uh, do you trust Joe Biden? <laughs> uh, fortunately, there's still time to look your very best and years younger with GenuCell. This Thanksgiving season, you can get 70% off GenuCell's most popular package at GenuCell.com slash Beck. We were talking getting rid of uh, forehead wrinkles, fine lines, dark spots, skin redness, sagging jawline, even those annoying bags and puffiness. We're talking uh, those things can be gone before your eyes. I mean, for instance, uh, Nancy Pelosi has all those things yesterday. Gone. gone. There you go. Gone from our lives, at yeah. least most of it. Uh, you have also know how much GenuCell I put on the TV. Uh, there's a lot of GenuCell, no yes. Um, you can get the results in less than 12 hours. They're guaranteed or your money back. So there's no risk here. From now till Thanksgiving, you can get your complimentary deep correcting serum absolutely free when you check out. Go to genucell.com slash Beck. Enter the code Beck. You'll get an extra 10% off your entire purchase. And just for the holidays, enjoy free shipping and a holiday gift bundle with every most popular package. Go to genucell.com slash Beck. Genucell.com slash Beck. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program.
Oh, there's some good news coming out of England today. They have a serious egg shortage. Uh, and, uh, of course, the media is blaming that on uh, uh, avian flu. Farmers are like, mm, no, we are not being paid enough to keep the chickens laying. We've got plenty of capacity. We just can't. Nope, no supermarkets willing to pay more for the eggs. And uh, they've jacked the prices up 40% and they're not giving us any of that money and we can't afford to stay open. The farmers are under attack. Um, this is also uh, a gigantic shift of wealth. The, um, uh, the government has just put in a huge tax increase for the British people, which they're going to love. They're already paying the highest energy prices in the world today. And, uh, you know, they're going to they're going to jack up those uh, those taxes. But the good news is, just like our government just said yesterday, that will slow down inflation. Yeah, because no one will have any money to buy anything. This is insane. This is some grand sci fi Frankenstein economic experiment that anyone with a brain can see not going to end well. The Glenn Back Program. We talk about rough greens here, yeah. Glenn. Uh, I know President Miles has been uh, lumbering around the house. He's yeah. still getting around. Loves it. He he loves rough greens, and uh, you know he's a hundred years old. This dog. I mean, he I is, he's still he's still he's blind. He's deaf. He mm -hmm. barely can get around. He's still more qualified to be president than Joe Biden is. Oh, I'd, I'd elect him right now, <laughs> right this second. <laughs> I I'd would. put him in office, and would. he would improve this country. I would dramatically. Yeah. President Miles. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so he eats rough greens. Uh, was he a picky eater like Uno? Yeah, he's, he's one of those, like, you'll give him a treat and he'll mm -hmm. like take it in his mouth and drop it on the floor and then look at it for 10 minutes and sniff yeah. it and not sure if he's going to eat yeah. it. He's that kind of dog, but yeah. not with rough greens. Yeah, not with rough greens with Uno either. Get your free trial bag of rough greens for your dog just to try out. They, I think that, and I have no proof for this, I just, my, my feeling is, is that Uno is living a longer life because of this. Excuse me. I know he's living a happier life um, and a healthier life. And I think it's extending it, too. But that's just me and my gut. Get a free trial bag of Rough Greens for your dog. Try it out. Just uh, go to roughgreens.com slash back or call 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-GLEN-33. program well they are still counting uh in arizona i mean i'm sorry they're still arguing about the counting in arizona 
Um, we're going to try to get an update uh, from Carrie Lake today. Hopefully, she will join us for a few minutes. Uh, so we have that going on. We also have, oh, I don't know, uh, President Zelensky saying, I'm telling you, these were Russian missiles. Oh, that's that uh, makes me feel good. Incoming House Judiciary Committee chairman formally accuses the FBI of meddling in the last four elections. Republicans lay out Biden investigations. It is, this one's really, um, this one's crazy. The media now is saying, well, they they never did that to the Trump children. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. But it's not about uh, the children. They made it really clear. This is about President Biden. Um, The uh, White House is responding. These are conspiracy theories. I mean, can we stop with the conspiracy stuff? Um, Also, uh, Chuck Roy said that Biden has weaponized the federal government against America. Uh, Ray yesterday admitted uh, he left a hearing for a vacation on a government jet. Uh, there, there is so much going on. What is it that Bill O'Reilly says is the biggest, most important story of the week? Bill O'Reilly joins me in 60 seconds. It's been interesting being told your, by your government over the past year or so that we aren't in a recession. When pretty clear, we are in a recession. If you still doubt it, I recommend getting out your wallet and taking a look at the cobwebs that's uh, in there. Blow the dust off it. Yeah, hadn't been anything in that wallet for a while, has there? By the way, this is an ama- just an amazing story. The Fed yesterday came out and said, cutting employee raises will fight inflation. Yes, because then nobody will be able to afford to buy anything. Is anybody awake? My gosh. Anyway, you need to save money where and when you can. Upside, it's an app. It's free to you. They don't sell your information. They All they do is they give you great discounts. Upside, an amazing app. It'll save you money on gas, groceries, and dining out. All you have to do is download it. Use uh, my promo code, Beck. And you'll automatically get 25 cents or more back for every gallon on your first tank of gas. From there, you find an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. We found burgers yesterday at, what, 7% discount? Yeah. Um, yeah, Just right around the corner, place we go. No idea you could do that. Well, you can with Upside and save. Every time you buy something, you save. Download the free Upside app at Upside.com slash Beck. Upside.com slash Beck. And get 25 uh, 25 cents or more back. For every gallon on your first tank of gas, it's upside.com slash Beck. Well, Mr. Bill O'Reilly is joining us. Bill, this has been an incredible week. Nancy Pelosi is out, thank God. Um, the Republicans seem to have the House, we're pretty sure. Uh, and uh, and uh, the White House has gone insane. That's not actually new. What is the biggest story of the week? I think it's Arizona. Um, It's just inconceivable that an election could be run this poorly. So two and a half million votes uh, cast in the gubernatorial race, and Lake is down by 18,000. And there's no clamor for a recount or anything like that, even though um, I think it's the number 75 machines, voting machines in Maricopa County, malfunctioned. So uh, I want to know why uh, federal monitors have not been sent to Arizona. That's number one, what you do. 
um, when you have a election controversy, and that is, uh, you know, historically when um, certain counties wouldn't count black votes, mm-hmm. or uh, they uh, fixed it so that <clears throat> people were denied and turned back from registering, federal monitors go in. So why aren't there federal monitors in Arizona? This is insane. Well, do and I don't you... blame Lake. I don't blame, but Lake should should be very precise in saying, "Look, we want a, a recount. Number one, eighteen thousand votes were behind of a two and a half million cast, and they still haven't counted all the votes. If you can believe it, in Arizona, I mean, this is really insane, and it erodes Americans' confidence in the elections." I really hope Carrie Lake um, plays this very, very cool and doesn't it, it does everything she can to be very precise. You know, when when uh, this happened with President Trump, um, yes. his attorney, uh, what was her name? Sidney. Uh, Sidney Powell. Powell. Uh, oh, my gosh. She was just she was off the chain. Nuts. Her accusations yeah. were not right. Um, I think there is really something very wrong in Arizona, and it's in Maricopa County. And and Maricopa County residents, both Republican and Democrat, should be just ashamed, be ashamed of their state. I don't think Lake is going to win even on a recount um, because of the Senate vote. Um, you know, it was fairly significant to Kelly, the Democrat. Um, and so I don't think so. But you got to have a accounting of this screw-up. You can't just let these states, and Nevada's in the same category, and, and also uh, parts of California. You can't just have them saying, well, we're not going to count the vote. We're not going to do it. Okay? I mean, then you have to t- the federal government has to go in and say you are going to count the vote under our supervision. So here's the only problem with that. Here's the only problem with that is, I mean, the you know, the House Judiciary Committee chairman yesterday um, uh, said, when is the FBI going to quit interfering with the elections? This is Jim Jordan. Um, yeah, There's a whole different thing. I know. I know. But wait a minute. He said Trump's campaign in 2016, they spied 2018. It was the Mueller investigation. 2020 suppressed information about Hunter Biden. 2022, they raided the president's home 91 days before the election. Um, he's saying FBI needs to stay out. So if you have the DOJ, which we see is in the bag, do you trust them any more than you trust the people at Maricopa County? No, I don't. Okay. But that doesn't mean you don't take steps to try to mitigate a wrong. Okay. I mean, look, the FBI is now at its lowest level ever in you know, it's an existence. And if you're killing the mob, and a lot of that's about FBI abuses and FBI successes as well. I mean, they have done very good things. Um, but right now, I mean, there isn't anybody who's any confident. Did you see that guy? Uh, what's his name? Ray? Did oh, you see yeah. that? Horrible. It was Horrible. Ridiculous. Horrible. It was ridiculous. You know, I mean, I'm sitting there going, you won't answer any questions. You should be fired immediately. Yes. But who's going to fire him? They can't even find Biden. Is he back from Indonesia? I, th- I heard he wandered into the jungle. They don't yeah, know where he I is. I have no idea. I have no he, idea. And He didn't go to the dinner, even though it was free. Um, 
he was in his jammies, I understand, mm-hmm. and, and didn't want to get out of the jammies. But, um, you know, who's going to do it? Nobody's going to do it. But the Republicans now, you know, it's two short months before they take over. And surely they can put Arizona and Nevada's vote uh, in committee and try to get to the bottom of it. That's what the government's supposed to do. And it never does it. You know, it's all politicized. It's all, I mean, Mueller, 18 years. And uh, the other guy, uh, you know, Durham, he's 19. Years, you know, we'll all be dead by the time he oh, gets I know. in. I know. You know, because they're all making money. They all get paid lavish salaries and all well, expenses. Let me, can, I, can I ask you this? Um, yeah. There's a story out today that shows Donald Trump would beat Joe Biden uh, by two points. And everybody is making this story about Donald Trump and uh, Ron DeSantis saying, well, Ron would lose or uh, would win by four points. That's not the story to me. The story is by only two or only four what the hell has happened to the American people? They are pre- they're being squeezed from every corner, and they still are loyal to this guy? Yeah, because they hate Trump so much. Hatred is no, but, the most powerful emotion, Beck. Okay, but wait a minute. Um, Ron DeSantis is not Donald Trump. No, He's only beating him. him by four. They don't know DeSantis. So, look, let me break this down. Um, and I know you got to take a break. So give me a time. How many? How, yeah, how long do I have f- to break uh, Four minutes now. Okay. So Trump uh, announces for president. He had to do it because he was losing momentum in the uh, fundraising department. So a lot of big money was shifted over to DeSantis, who obviously wants to run for president. So Trump had to try to blunt that by saying, I'm back in the arena and I'm going to do everything. And the first 20 minutes of his speech was good. He said, this is what I did when I was in there, and uh, here's how incompetent Biden is. And then Trump goes into the land of Dion, the Wanderer. Okay, remember that song, Beck? Yes, I do. I'm the type of guy. Okay. <laughs> and then for 40 minutes, says nothing. Oh, and I'm going, you had a 20-minute speech that was really good, and now you're meandering around. Yeah. Why? And, and people are collapsing in Mar-a-Lago. They're trying to break windows to get out. insane, <laughs> right? It's just crazy. Well, it was my, that was my only critique of it. Do it in 20 minutes. You've got to appeal to people who aren't watching you. That's right. Yes. And then that gave the, uh, the cables the uh, license to get out. Yep. And, and anyway. Yep. But Trump had to do what he did. And now Trump has an advantage because he's got the whole field for a year. See, DeSantis can't enter the presidential sweepstakes until this time next year. He's got to govern Florida for a year. He just got reelected. He can raise money and he can go, you know, to your house back mm-hmm. and, and, and chat with you. But he can't really formally announce. So, so Trump has got all that feel. The problem is that Trump doesn't understand, and I know this, how many people hate him. And it's, and it's way beyond any logic. It, it's like, I will, I will take Biden with all of the terrible things that are happening, because I hate Trump so much. Hatred is the most powerful emotion. And you see it everywhere. And that hurt the Republicans in the midterms. There's no doubt about it. It's still there. 
Okay, back in just a second with more of Bill O'Reilly. First, the Tuttle Twins. You remember the old phrase, garbage in, garbage out? Well, that's what's happening to our kids. They are being, they're shoveling the garbage into our kids' head. Um, this garbage is not just coming from TV. That's what my mommy is like, are you going to throw out the TV? Garbage in, garbage out. No, now it's school. Now it's books that they're being told to read. It's, they're not learning anything useful. Anything. I went to this um, uh, talk last night uh, with this really incredible business guy, and um, uh, he was, you know, he was talking about you've got to read and educate an hour every day, every day. You have to expand your mind, um, otherwise, you know, you're, you're just no competition. And I thought to myself. Who 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 is who is actually doing this? Who is helping you raise your kids to be like this? Nobody. You got to do it. Tuttle Twins is offering free activity workbooks and thirty five percent off their kids books. They will learn about the free market. They will learn about the Constitution. They will learn about our true history. It is really really a great series from kids to adults. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get the discount plus the bonuses right now. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Keep your kids sane and keep them as leaders for the next generation. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Is this uh, FTX story going to affect the Democrats at all? Yeah, nobody knows what it is. Um, Cryptocurrency. I remember about a year ago uh, when this thing first was bubbling around, I told my audience, radio and TV, I said, stay far away from this. Okay, this is uh, not going to work out well. Anybody uh, who earns a living and uh, works hard for their money, um, putting uh, it in the hands of a guy living in the Bahamas with a bad haircut who's 30 years old. I don't think so. I, I didn't think that was a good idea. Yeah, you know, it's incredible is the, um, uh, the guy who does the autopsy, you know, the financial autopsy on businesses like this. Yeah. He's the guy who's done all the big ones, including Enron. And he said, I've never seen anything even close to this. That's because greed took over. Greed is the second most powerful emotion next to hatred. So a lot of people thought, oh, yeah, Tom Brady, he's going to get cryptocurrency, so I'm going to do it. You know, and I feel terrible, but there's never going to be a recompense. If you invested money in this, you lose your money. It's like Madoff. I mean, at least Madoff, they got something out of him. They'll never get anything out of this guy. Um, so it's just, you know, hard... When you work so hard for your money, don't be stupid. Well, Corey, you know, I mean, but here's what I really want to know. Cory Booker, um, yes. it begged the judge to give, um, uh, what's her name, Elizabeth Holmes a pass because she had a sincere desire to help. Of course. Of course. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, and, and, and this guy has... This yeah, and the guy, I mean, the, the hustler in the Bahamas, the crypto guy, I mean, he obviously was trying to buy influence in the Democratic Party yeah. because he understood that the big money that was going to come in weren't from people from Iowa or uh, conservative states. There were people in the urban centers who lean left. 
So he was going to become the big financier of the left. That's what he was doing. It was a business decision. But anyway, it's terrible. A lot of people lost a lot of money. Don't do this. Um, be very, very careful with your money. Um, your thoughts on uh, Nancy Pelosi? I know. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. I know. Nancy Pelosi. And and I and I actually uh, would like to hear what you have to say about uh, the guy rumored to replace her now. Oh, Hakeem. Yes. Hakeem Jeffries. Know him well. Do you? Oh, yeah, I know he, Hakeem. He's from New York. Ah, yes, he is. Yeah. Yes, he lives near me. Uh, and I go trick-or-treating at his house, and Hakeem, <laughs> um, he gives me vouchers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Nancy Pelosi, and I said that this week, I have never seen a politician, I know them all, Beck, more envious of power than she is power just power she loved it oh my god but the only thing i have ever heard lindsey graham say that i was like that is absolutely right and cheered for him was when he said you people want power so much power i hope to god you never get it he was right on that yeah. And Pelosi would like strangle all the Democratic members in the House saying you do it my way. We cut off all the money to you. Right. Um, and McConnell does that, too. Yes, in, he does. Uh, the Republican side. Um, and, you know, these people, they're not looking out for the folks. I mean, McConnell, he's terrible. Terrible. Um, but Pelosi, you know, she's gone now. And that that is a big plus for the midterm election. You know, it's not all doom and gloom. She's out of there. Now, Hakeem who will take over, is a shadow of Pelosi. A shadow. He doesn't have her skills. He doesn't have her ruthlessness. Um, you know, he wanders around looking for Shake Shack. I mean, this <laughs> is not a guy who's going who's to really have an effect. And that's going to be very tough because there are some renegade Democrats. And Hakeem is not going to scare them, as Pelosi did. So what do you think of Kevin McCarthy? I don't know him really. Um, he's on Fox News too much. That makes me nervous. Mm. Um, you know, every time I turn around, uh, there he is. He doesn't really ever say anything. <laughs> you know, that I can that I can write in my notepad. Um, but I think the guy. I, I'm going to give him a chance. He's got to get the committees under control. If you're going to do a committee on Hunter Biden. You've got to really spell out, okay, this is what we're looking for. This is why we're doing it. It's not just vindictive. All right? This is what we believe happened. We're going to try to find out. And the same thing on the border, which is huge. You know, you get your committee on the border. Okay, we're trying to find this. So the American people know up top what the goal is rather than just we're going to knife every Democrat and Biden every time we turn around. That's not going to help in the independent precincts. So I think that McCarthy has got to be very, very exact and methodical in his explanation of what the House Republicans want to do. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. you got about 60 seconds. Yeah, it's uh, Thanksgiving week uh, next week, and uh, I don't think I'm going to be talking to you next week, Beck. I think you're going to be chowing, right? I'm going to be gone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm... Um, 
I want everybody to have a very nice Thanksgiving and don't cut back, even if inflation and all that. No, no. There are some things in life that you really have to do for tradition, and I want everybody to have a good time. And then we are into the Christmas buying season, and, and I hope every individual, all 330 million Americans, buy Killing the Legends. See, if that happened, then that would be good. You could afford a turkey. Maybe the biggest uh, one in the window. Anyway, it's a great book. Uh, you'll enjoy it, Killing the Legends. On BillOReilly.com, we've got Killing the Mob, Killing the Legends, and Killing the Killers in a bundle. And we're giving you $35 off. Whoa, Beck, come on. I mean, it's crazy. And look, at here he is, Bill O'Reilly, on this program, talking about killing. My gosh, the left is right. Wait a minute. Right. Have the, a good the, Thanksgiving, Beck. Have fun. <laughs> Goodbye. See you later. All right. It's Friday. We want to know a little bit about, hey, what happened with Poland? Um, can we not just skate past the close call of World War III? Program. Uh, Wayne wrote in about his experience with Relief Factor. He, he says, I label myself as proof positive that Relief Factor works. I've been suffering from a lot of pain in my back and my right foot for over two decades. Tried a bunch of different things to make it go away. Nothing really worked. Then about a year ago, I heard Glenn talking about Relief Factor, and I thought, okay, I'll give it a shot. Not only did my pain go away, it has stayed away ever since then. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, thank you for Relief Factor. Wayne, thank you for trying it. Thanks for listening. Uh, this is not a drug. This was developed by doctors, and so it it hits your inflammation four different directions. Ibuprofen only goes you know one direction. That's why it doesn't work for me. Seventy um, percent of the people who try Relief Factor, including me, you end up ordering more month after month because, like Wayne found out, uh, he's part of that seventy percent that it works for. And once you get rid of that pain, you get your life back. Go to relieffactor.com. Order the three-week quick start. See if it works for you. Relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Or call 800, the number four, Relief. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. Only a couple days to save at Blaze TV. Go to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code stand up. Save 30 bucks. Chris Stewart is a uh, multiple New York Times best-selling author. He is one of the best writers uh, out there. He's a national award-winning author, uh, also world record-setting Air Force pilot, and uh, the former owner and CEO of a small business, um, and he's a friend of mine. He is the congressman from Utah's 2nd Congressional District. Chris Stewart, welcome to the program. Hey, Glenn, the nicest thing you just said was that I was a friend of yours. That's, that's, that's great. Thank I know, you. and I expect that check to clear. Now, listen, um, here is the, uh, here's the thing I wanted to talk to you about, because you are on the intelligence, and you also um, uh, are on the uh, permanent select committee, and you have military background. What the heck happened this week? How close were we to a war with Russia? Um, okay, so like often when we speak, Glenn, I have to be careful in what I, I say know. to you, and I and I want to I want to speak in you know in the realm of information that's publicly available, and that more than that though it just passes a common sense test, and that any anyone with average intelligence would observe and be able to conclude, and that is it was very very dicey in the last ten days or so, because one of the most 
intricate, complicated, and dangerous maneuvers any military force can endeavor to do is, is an orderly withdrawal. Uh, I, it's, it's inherently dangerous in the sense that you're weakening your forces as you're trying to hold territory while, while the others leave uh, uh, the, the area of operations. The fact you have the Dnieper River there, which obviously complicates that. And Vladimir Putin has, I think, we, we conclude there's, you know, there are certain thresholds that he will not allow to have happen. One of them is, you know, any essential Russian strategic uh, defeats. But one of them is also protect his forces from a humiliating defeat that would alter the outcome of the war. And that's what we were facing this week. And the good news is, ironically, the good news is Russia actually had a very well-executed uh, withdrawal that did not endanger massive numbers of their forces. And so Vladimir Putin wasn't faced with that choice. But it was very, very intense and, and a moment of uncertainty there uh, that I think we had our eyes our eyes were on it uh, very carefully. I, I will tell you that when I saw the news, uh, somebody came into a studio. I was in between shows, and somebody walked in and said, uh, missile just landed in Poland. I was like, oh, my gosh. Uh, and we hoped that it was a mistake, and it was a mistake on Ukrainian side. But Zelensky is still saying, we don't have the proof that it was us. What, what is it? Yeah. I mean, is that even yeah. possible that he doesn't know? No, I mean, Zelensky often says things that he has to say in order to achieve his goals. And I mean, you go back to the very beginning of the war, even before the war, <clears throat> he continued to deny that this was ever going to happen, it, despite the, the very clear evidence that it wasn't just possible, it was inevitable. And, you know, he had to do that to keep on a brave face for his people, et cetera. And one of the things we're seeing now is him saying to his people and to his military, you know, we're going to keep going. We're going to defeat every Russian. We're going to chase them out of every region in the Donetsk, you know, eastern regions of Ukraine and maybe even Crimea. So he will say things to rally his people and to rally his military forces. And that's I think this is an example of that. Going back to where I started, Glenn, where just you apply a common sense test, which is becoming increasingly difficult as you and i know in the world around us mm -hmm. because we see things that just make no sense at all and yet they turn out to be true but but vladimir putin does not want to go with to war with nato right now i mean he's in the middle of a catastrophe anyway and to bring nato into the war especially on the western front that around kiev i mean it would just it would just take a catastrophe and times it by a hundred for him and not just militarily but in the perception of the world so when you when you saw those initial reports, I mean, one of the first things you ask yourself is, does it make sense? Why would Vladimir Putin do that? Well, and it turned out that he didn't. Uh, it turned out that it was almost certainly a, a Ukrainian missile, and it took us very little time to determine that it was, you know, fired, fired, fired by Ukrainians. It was, it was likely a Russian missile, but it was one that had been provided them previous to the war. And, uh, and so that's why I think there was some confusion. But again, it just didn't make sense. And it turned out, again, not to be true that... Uh, Vladimir Putin was actually attacking a NATO country. What do you think of Milley this week saying, we're just going to keep giving the money? <laughs> I mean, well, wow. Uh, I think I don't think Milley's a member of Congress. So Milley doesn't get to make that decision, does he? Are you going uh, to do you think there's enough of you that are going to fight for an actual budget and appropriations? That you could. Uh, it depends on. 
depends on what you mean by number of us. It's sufficient to stop it, I don't know yet. But there's a growing number of us, including those of us with military backgrounds, those of us who sit on intelligence and armed services committee, who will lead on these issues, who have increasing concerns about this. And I think, Glenn, you and I talked about an editorial I wrote several months ago or several weeks ago that said, look, have we learned nothing from Iraq and Afghanistan? And if we have learned some of those lessons, we need to apply them here. And the very first thing we need to know is, are our goals and Zelensky's goals aligned? Because if he says, and he actually means, we are going to continue and press this war all the way and into Crimea, the United States simply cannot support that goal without finding ourselves at war with Russia. An offensive operation in Crimea, Vladimir Putin would view that no differently than if we were to attack Moscow. And Zelensky certainly knows that. And so we have to first clarify this question. What are our goals in the Ukraine? Yeah, we and never if that. we can agree on those goals, then we will support the effort. But, and then the second thing you mentioned, Glenn, is where is this money going? Do we know that these weapons are actually going where they're supposed to be going? And by the way, why are we funding non-essential military operations like Ukrainian, uh, the, the retirement accounts for Ukrainian officials? I mean, that has simply got to stop as well. But we've got to identify where this money and how this money is being spent. Um, let me uh, switch topics. The Republicans have laid out the Biden investigation. They were very clear. This is not about Hunter Biden. This is about Joe Biden. The evidence seems to be overwhelming you can't imp- you can impeach but you won't commit um, uh you won't get the congress to um uh you know vote for impeachment in the yeah. senate uh and convict him of that uh most likely what is what do you think is happening here how is this going to be perceived for the first time um uh, brock what's his name david brock from media matters is leaving media matters and he's going into a new shell company that is going to be coordinating the pushback uh, on the Republicans. They are they are marshalling their forces like crazy, like only Democrats do. What do you think's well, they're coming? Marshaling, they're for, well, they're marshalling their forces because they know that they know that a catastrophe is coming for the administration, and that is the, the truth is finally going to be revealed. And it's going to be revealed in such a way that it can't be ignored. You know, Glenn, as effective as people like yourself are in, in announcing and, and stating what is obviously true, it doesn't have the same weight as when an official committee of Congress reaches certain conclusions. And it's harder for the media to ignore that. And this isn't just about some business dealings with big companies in Ukraine or in China. And, of course, China is our primary focus. These are actual evidence of fraud. There's actual evidence of conspiracy. And with companies that are directly tied to the communist leadership and communist party in China. Uh, and, and we're mm. finally going to have a chance to investigate and to subpoena and to understand these allegations. Uh, there's one thing I would caution, and then I actually uh, um, have, have a conclusion that I think might surprise you. We should caution ourselves in the sense we're not going to say we're going to impeach. What we should be saying at this point is we're going to investigate and we're going to find the truth. And then if that truth compels an I agree. impeachment, we should proceed with that. I agree. But I'll tell you this too, Glenn. I think the evidence of this is potentially so overwhelming that I don't think it's impossible that the Senate doesn't actually convict. I think it's possible the evidence of this is, again, so overwhelming that they may have no choice. 
Now, again, let's see. Let's do the investigation and let's see where we are. But uh, but I think mm. this, this, this isn't an opening up a can of worms. This is something way more substantial for the administration than just an, an inconvenience for them. Um, Chris, I don't know if you know anything about this. I, I haven't looked into it. Um, I haven't had time yet today. The Kalamath River, they are getting rid of the four dams on the uh, Kalamath River for the salmon. This is not the same river. This This is... Washington, Oregon, California. This is not the four dams that they wanted to get rid of on the Snake River, right? Those are, I didn't know we were trying to get rid of eight dams. I just know that we were trying to get rid of four, apparently. Do you know anything yeah, about the Klamath River it, Dam? Well, I mean, I know a little bit. I don't know that I know enough that I want to go on national radio and okay. to be All smarter right. than I am. I will say this, though. Uh, what you indicated, I believe, is true, and also it's, it shows the the uh, just insanity of the radical environments who, in the middle of a drought in the entire western United States, they think the solution is to drain the dams. They're trying to do the same thing here in Utah with the Lake Powell, uh, with the Lake Powell Dam. I mean, it, it, it just literally makes no sense. In the middle of a drought, in the middle time when water is precious anyway, in, in a region where you know wars are fought over water, as the, as the, as the old saying goes, uh, yeah, let's go drain dams because we know that's going to help. Again, it just simply makes no sense. Um, real quick, the EPA has held up major oil refinery um, um, during the oil crisis. They're, uh, you know, they're shutting everything down and they're not letting us redesign or rebuild or anything, uh, according to the EPA. Um, can Congress actually get anything done to actually relieve the American people of some of this nonsense? by themselves well well i think there's only one avenue to do that and that's through the appropriations process which i you mentioned i sit on the house intelligence committee also sit on the appropriations committee and uh, there's good news and bad news there we can compel some of these things by tying it to government funding uh the bad news is is that it's only a one-year solution it's not it's not a permanent solution because it has to it's tied to language which only funds the government for that year so that's as long as the language can apply and the second thing is that it uh, you you run the risk of of having the either the Senate or the president uh, veto or reject right. that funding mechanism because of some of that language, and then you have to fight through the government shutdown. But we're going to have some victories on those things, Glenn. We will be able to insert language, whether it's with the EPA. Uh, another example: defunding eighty-seven thousand IRS agents. I think that's one of the very first things we're going to take on, and we're going to do it through defunding again through appropriations mechanism. And and I challenge the president to shut down the government because he wants to justify having eighty-seven thousand IRS agents who are going to come after any small business owner. You don't need eighty-seven thousand agents to go over after Jeff Bezos. That's clearly looking at middle middle class Americans, oh, yeah. middle income Americans and oh, business yeah. owners. So uh, I think we could have some success and I think we will have some success on, on some of the EPA and the oil and gas industry. The, the absurdity of the president shutting down a domestic oil and, uh, production and then turning to the oil and gas producers and blaming them yeah. and talking about their greed over the price of gas. I mean, does he gaslight the American people to the extent that they just assumes every one of them are stupid? We know what's happened here, and I think we're going to be able to have a, a little bit of success on that. But I hope the so. challenge is, is you've got Schumer still running the Senate. I know. We've got to work our language through him. All right. Um, Chris, thank you for everything you do. Congressman Chris Stewart, um, and uh, have a great Thanksgiving, sir. God bless. 
Thank you, sir. You too. You bet. Every day, more and more people are discovering the wonders of rough greens for their dogs. I have seen what it has done for my own dog. Uno's always been a really picky eater. Well, he used to be. When you'd feed him, you had to stand right there while he ate, if he ate at all. And there are times you had to, like, put the food in your hand. And you're like, oh, just go ahead and eat out of my hand. Anyway, um, <clears throat> we started worrying about him because he wasn't eating. He would never uh, gain weight. And I don't know. I mean, the, the vet, I think, thought we had some crazy diet plan for him. We're like, when we're trying to feed him, he won't eat. Roughgreens.com solved that for us. This is not a dog food. It's something you put on the, the dog's food. Uh, they like it, so they lap the food up, and he does. He stood at the bowl last night. I got, barely got it out of the bag. He knows the Rough Greens are going in. I barely got it out of the bag and put it in to mix it with his food. And, I mean, he was right at my hip ready to go. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Call now, 833-GLEN-33. That's 833-GLEN-33. Or roughgreens.com slash Beck. First bag free. It's a trial bag. Just pay for shipping. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. It is Friday. Now, my basic understanding of water issues is that when you when you turn, turn on the, the faucet, faucet, it comes yeah. out. Yeah, right. So, like, I am not yeah. no expert on this, but I'm curious as to you have seem to have real passion over this these dams and these rivers, and I don't understand these issues at all. And have because not I heard grew up one about the, them because I grew up in the Pacific Northwest, only hearing about the damn salmon. And the, mm. you know, spotted eagle, whatever. Right. Because um, that's what they're saying. They're doing this for, right? To save some salmon. species. Okay, so they're taking down four dams. Four dams. Now, it's my understanding that this is the Klamath River that would affect Washington, Oregon, and California. You're in the middle of a drought. You don't close the, the um, reservoirs. You kill these dams. Each power about 70,000 houses a, a year. Um, so you lose the power. Oh, good. That's going to be a great, great idea right now. Um, you lose the um, the farmland water that comes from the reservoir. Uh, you, you you lose the um, the water that will just kind of let everybody have water to drink and live, you know, all for the salmon They're They've now taking down four power plants four hydroelectric dams. On the Klamath River, and they're talking about doing it to the Snake River. People have to understand, um, you go uh, east of Seattle, Portland, uh, all the way to at least the middle of Montana, Wyoming. That's farmland right now, but it's technically a desert. If you don't have water you don't grow anything. It becomes a desert again. You don't grow wheat. You don't grow uh, uh, alfalfa. You aren't raising cattle or chickens or anything. It dries everything up. Only because we have those dams and those water systems, we're able to generate electricity, live in a desert, and make the desert green to be able to grow food. Why, in your wildest imagination, would you would you blow those dams up? I mean, that is, I mean, honestly, if we were at war, that's what our enemies would do. 
it would be sabotage blow up the dams the Glenn Beck program American financing is our sponsor and they've been with us forever and I know Sarah has uh, used American financing Stu has uh, used American financing a few times actually yeah I mean I I remember one of the first times I went to them I asked I said hey I want to do a mortgage I want to do it this way is it possible they were like that's a dumb way to do. They didn't say that, but that's kind of what they meant. Yeah, which was you're an idiot, and uh, but they wound up being right on that. Uh, later on, I came back to them when I was refinancing, and they helped me through that entire process. Uh, they've helped me through a couple of different transactions over the years, and and every time we've I've done it, they not only has it worked out really well, but also uh, it uh, they taught me something. <laughs> Because usually yeah. I, I kind of want to come in like with a loan shark, deal. right? You know, that's yeah. my approach. I know. Like, you know, yeah. what yeah. if I give you no zero dollars and you charge me daily interest? How about that? <laughs> and they're like, no. Uh, but yeah, it's been re- it's it's be- it's interesting because there are a lot of options out there that you don't normally consider. They yeah. they know them and they know which ones will work and which won't. And they work for you. Uh, we've known them for probably fifteen years of their twenty years of business. American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. things that are going on okay but just remember arizona okay uh here's the story that uh, cnn is covering today ticketmaster said on thursday due to the extraordinary high demands of ticketing systems and insufficient remaining ticket inventory to meet demand friday's public tic- ticket sales for sa- uh, for taylor swift's eras tour has been canceled mm. uh apparently there was a near meltdown 3.5 million people uh, tried to buy tickets. It is the largest traffic for any kind of ticket ever. Um, and, and more so, sales than any any day in Ticketmaster in, history. In history. Yeah. Okay, in history. Um, and they said, hey, the, the servers are not down. It's just clogged because there's so many people trying to get them. Listen to this line. The debacle not only stirred outrage among Swift fans, but also caught the ire of politicians. Senator Amy Klobuchar criticized Ticketmaster in an open letter to its CEO saying she has serious concerns about the company's operations. What? It's unbelievable. Shut up, you! All right, incredibly uh, important to be on the right side of history. And uh, honestly, I, I don't know how people don't see what the right side of history is. I mean, learn from the past. There are a lot of different ways to be on the right side of history. Some come at a very high personal cost. It's up to decide where your line is. 
But not every stand has to cost you. In fact, switching to Patriot Mobile will do the opposite. They're America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They won't send your hard-earned money to aid in the destruction of America or to fund abortions. Believe it or not, Verizon has, uh, has been doing that for years now. You'll be supporting a company that loves America, shares your values, supports our police. Switching is easy. It's going to be rewarding knowing that you're not only getting great mobile service, but you're also standing up for what's right and good. It's patriotmobile.com slash back. Go there, make the switch today. Get free activation with the offer code back. Patriotmobile.com slash back or 972-PATRIOT. 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash back. Okay, we have, uh, man, it's like uh, it's like old home week here. Uh, lineup of friends uh, on the program. Richard Paul Evans is uh, one of uh, just one of the best guys I know. Um, he started his uh, writing career. I mean, really got noticed uh, with something called the Christmas Box. He couldn't get a publisher. He tries to publish this Christmas story. Um, Nobody is interested in it. He just copies it and starts, you know, giving around to people for free. Just you know, hey, read this, and everybody started making copies. Simon and Schuster found out that the most asked about book was the Christmas uh, box, which he hadn't published. Everybody turned down and they called him because they're like, um, you're the author of the Chris. And I, we hear it's just a Xerox copy. Could you do you want to sign a big contract with us? And he has been writing bestsellers ever since. Uh, he's the bestselling author of the Michael Vay series, which um uh, Mercury is proud to pr- uh, print. Um, he's got a new book, A Christmas Memory. He says it's his favorite book ever. Richard Paul Evans is with us. Hi, Richard. How are you? Good morning, Glenn. Thank you for your friendship. Yeah. Um, it's great to have you on. Tell me uh, tell me about this book. and Because I mean, you are inspired in your writing. Um, I don't know if that is normal for uh authors that they just are inspired by something and it just kind of downloads tell me about this book do you remember last year when i was on your radio show and i could barely talk yeah and you're like rick you're sick i had pneumonia and oh I yeah yeah, yeah. on top of it i was very very sick yeah um it was on the you know we're talking to the hospital it's like my friend passed away from the exact same thing a month before and um I thought I may be done here. And I, of course, didn't let that out, but it's like, I was very sick and I'm laying in bed and this story starts coming to me and Carrie brought me a notepad and I wrote this book in bed on my back. And I thought, you know, what? I, I just go through the exercise. The book will probably never be published and it's probably awful. And two months later, when I started to recover, I read it and I thought, this is the most powerful thing I've ever written. It, it, I, I was getting out my childhood. It was very vulnerable. It was very raw. And it was about a little boy and a, a man, um, an, an older black man who lived next door, who watched over me at a very difficult time in my family's life when my family was melting down. And you would never let a young boy go to an old man's house today, but he was just mm. a kind man who had lots of chocolates and Good advice. <laughs> Especially that. Hey, the next, the old next door neighbor uh, has got chocolates for you, kids. Come on over. I know it was a different world when we were growing up. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, so tell me the story. Tell me a bit of the story. 
Well, it takes place in 1967, and it was just when my family um, went through a really hard thing. And um, in this case, I did. The, the book is semi-autobiographical. There's a few things I took out. Um, my bro- I wrote my brother was killed in Vietnam. My family melted down. We moved to Utah into an abandoned home after my dad lost his job. And that's why there's rats in Michael Bay, because the home was filled with rats, and I was terrified of them. And it it was an inner city school. It was a really just tough place to live. We got beaten up our first weekend there, my brothers and I. And um, it was just a really hard time. And even the teacher was a bully. And and during the time... Was that because, hang on just a second, is that because you have Tourette's? Well, I was always teased because I had Tourette's. That kind of made me an outsider. Yeah. But this was just a mean place. And the thing is, my mom, when my mom lived there, it was her, it was her mother's house that had been abandoned. It was, it was like country. So it was nice back then, but moved in. It's now inner city. And it was tough. And um, we were just very poor. My mother locked herself in her bedroom for days. And then she attempted to take her life. I mean, it, it was a horrible time. And um, this is about the hope of a little boy who just kept going. And, um, and I just, when I finished the book, I was sobbing. I gave it to to my publisher, Simon Schuster and Gallery, and the head of editorial called me and she goes, Rick, I just finished your book. I was only going to read one chapter. She said, I've been just crying, ugly crying, and I can't believe the power of this book. No book had ever moved me like this. And it's just, I already had a movie offer on it, which I turned down. It's like, no, I'm, we're going to wait because I think this Good book is, is going to be really big. And it feels like the Christmas box all over again. Things are happening. Doors are opening. So, but Christmas box never sold uh, in pre-sales like this one. I mean, this is your biggest selling pre-sale book, isn't it? In in my history. Oh, yeah. It's already sold enough books to hit the New York Times bestseller list um, multiple times. I mean, it's it's pre-orders are off the charts. There's retailers that are already selling out of the book, and it's not even out yet. Wow. There's something magical about this this book. And, of course, that could be an an air show. Um, it, it's just crazy. It's already been on Barnes and Noble bestseller list. It's been on Amazon's bestseller list in the top hundred. I'm so and, happy um, for you. Crazy. I'm it's, so it's, happy for you. Um, well, you know, it's, it's a time of peace and it talks about love and compassion and, um, racism in a way that makes, that makes sense that, you know, the key to that is love and it's about love. So when you, when you say, you know, I spent all day crying that's a good kind of crying, right? Because I, I read a lot of stuff that makes me cry all day long. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I actually looked this up. I thought, why would anyone want to cry? There's actually there, there's different kinds of cries. You're kind of yeah. crazy. That I don't want that kind. But yeah. But when you, but there's there's things that move us when when we see compassion just for the sake of compassion, and to believe that there's still good in people. Yeah. And what, that's my favorite. Think, yeah, one reader said to me, it's, it's great to see a strong male role model. I mean, if there's a male role model that actually was had no motive other than just being a good man with good morals and good, good Unbelievable. values. Unbelievable. Do you, do you know what happened to him in your real life? He passed away about 40 years ago. His name is Mr. Foster, and the book is dedicated to him. And uh, did you ever have the chance to say to him, thank you? No. Oh. No, he was very old, and I I was very young, and and, and we actually moved out of state, and uh, so by the time I came back, he was gone. But, you know, you're a little kid. You never even think of that. It's it's when you're older, you look back, and you see people who made a big difference in your life. Yeah, yeah. It's 
it's something special that I think all of us have one of those people in our lives. And it makes a huge, huge difference. Um, also, you've got uh, the Noel Diary, which is uh, Netflix uh, feature yeah, film, right? And it's out next week? Yes, on Thanksgiving Day. It's my first feature film. And go ahead, Carrie and I got to do something really fun. We had a red carpet walkthrough with all the stars. It's Justin Hartley from This Is Us. Mm. And um, it's director Charles Shire, who did Father of the Bride, who's Academy Award oh, uh, wow. nominated director. And the movie's really good. You and Tanya will like it. It's really good. We see Carrie and I see it three times now. And I'm um, just so pleased. And you kept saying, this is better than all your other movies. I tell these movies, I go, honey, it's a feature film. It's a major budget. And Justin Hartley is just fun to look at. I mean, he's such a good actor. Okay, that seems, sounds a little like the old man next door with the chocolate, but I'm, I'm going to leave it alone. <laughs> uh, that is, uh, that's uh, premiering as a feature film. It's called The Noel Diary on Netflix. But that is, that is what did you say? On Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, Thanksgiving Day. Um, uh, but the uh, Christmas memory, a Christmas memory is uh, his latest really special and extraordinary book. Um, he's one of the best, I think, one of the best storytellers and best imaginations. Because um, some, some stuff uh, that he has written uh, is so inventive, but it all is rooted in truth and all rooted in uh something much much deeper and um christmas is his specialty a christmas memory available now everywhere wherever you get your books richard paul evans thank you sir thank you have a nice thanksgiving Glenn. you too you and tom you too you bet. You. bye-bye all right let me let me tell you about my pillow if someone offered you a key to a perfect night's sleep from now on would you pay 30 bucks i mean we're talking that sweet beautiful restful sleep you know comfort beyond comfort uh, you know, we're talking about laying your head down at the end of the day and immediately drifting off in a land of nod to wake hours later feeling refreshed and, and ready to go. See, most days I will wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm ready to go. But that's a different thing. This is the my pillow experience. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets are back at their lowest price ever. That means they're just they're as low as $29.99 with the promo code BECK. Just like everything else that MyPillow makes, uh, the sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed between now and December 25th will have their money-back guarantee extended until March 3rd. Uh, sorry, March 1st, 2023. So sleep on the best, especially when it's under 30 bucks. Get the Giza Dream Sheets today. Go to MyPillow.com. Click on the Radio Listener Special Square and check out the flash sale on the Giza Dream Sheets, along with other limited-time offers. Enter the promo code BECK or call 800-966-3117. For the great radio specials now, it is MyPillow.com. Promo code BECK. 10 seconds, station ID. You mocked the Taylor Swift story earlier. Oh, did I? Yeah, a little bit. You no, said, I, I can't believe CNN's covering this. No. And I, the, you the, know. The, the coverage is, that's a big deal. That is the biggest selling uh, ticket day yeah. in all of history. I mean, it's amazing. Um, but uh, what, I, what really caught my attention, the reason why I did it, was because Amy Klobuchar got involved. Yeah, and AOC as well. Oh, and AOC, AOC too. AOC was big on this. Okay. saying what, It's a monopoly. We must yeah. break it up. Oh, can we, you don't have a constitutional right to see Tay-Tay. 
That's not a thing. <laughs> there, it's not in the document anywhere. They mm-hmm. don't mention Taylor Swift once. Nowhere in the document do they don't say you're able to go hear uh, her stupid songs in person. That's not a thing. I think I could twist the Third, amend- uh, the third uh, Amendment. The Third Amendment? Yeah. The one about uh, not quartering, quartering soldiers? soldiers? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> they quarter the soldiers. I'm going to see Tay-Tay. <laughs> That, well, okay, that that might be true, yeah, but that, yeah, yeah, they yeah. may have to update the. I mean, it's a living document. I think it's a living, breathing document, and everybody knows what they were meaning. But it's like, comma. There are people absolutely freaking out over this that they couldn't get their Taylor Swift tickets yesterday. We have multiple government officials who are saying, "Oh, look how evil this is! This evil giant corporation that oh, could only up. sell two million tickets in a day." To a bunch of concerts uh, around the country. I'm so, so sorry. Now, of course, a lot of this goes back to the, the typical artist who says, I I want to make sure that the real fans can get in. That's why I'm charging $1 for all these tickets. And then, of course, people buy them and then resell them on the secondary market. If you just charge what they were worth, then you wouldn't have this problem. But no one wants to do that because it see they make it. They sound mean if they do that, Glenn. They sound mean to their fans if they charge too much for these tickets. Now, look, you want to find some, get some tickets you're going to give away to some of your fans that are really dedicated. You can find a way to do that. But like you're trying these, these are price controls. You are artificially lowering the price of these tickets to give to people for $49. Does anyone believe a Taylor Swift ticket in the year 2022 is only worth, or 2023, I guess, is only actually worth on the market $49? Of course not. She's charging these ridiculously low prices for a select, small, tiny group of the tickets she's selling. Which of is 3.6 million. Right. She's got a lot of them out there. Yeah. Now, of course, she could find a way to just give them away. She's making plenty of money here. Charge the normal price for the other tickets and then give the give some away to your, your hardcore hey, fans. I so care very little about this story yeah. that, uh, I mean, the only reason why I brought this story up mm-hmm. is they're concerned in the Senate, in the House. Oh, I know. They're, they're concerned. It's so ridiculous. What about Arizona? They want to build, they want to go attack you know, some giant corporation and they want to attack capitalism. I mean, that's why I care about it. Look, they also want to stop talking about the failures of everything else. That's true. But think about this for a second, Glenn. There was a time, most of human history, that if you wanted to hear music, what you needed to do was get in front of someone who was playing it, Mm -hmm. right? All throughout history. Then through capitalism, innovation, we were able to record the music. And it was very difficult. You had to distribute it, and it got hard. Then we came up with record stores, and we were able to record the music and press it. So there were tons and tons of people who could access this. Any to any person who had, I don't know, 10 bucks could go buy a, a first a record and an 8-track and a cassette yeah. and a CD. And in some cases, all of those. And sometimes all of those. Yeah. And you'd go and you'd buy them mm-hmm. from the store. Mm-hmm. And I remember going around from record store to record store to record store to find, find this. And concerts were hard to get into and they were expensive and I didn't have the money to it. So yeah. I, And I, you I, had to go stand in line. And you had to go stand in line to get the tickets. I paid and, I paid $19 for floor tickets to see Michael Jackson in the Jackson 5. You're kidding me. No, Victory Tour. $19. $19. And, was, and it was an outrage. outrage. People an were pissed outrage. off. And that's the thing. They're always pissed off. Yeah. Now we've come to the point. Where you, they're like, oh well, I don't, I, that, I don't want to pay. Then I don't, I didn't want to pay for the money. It's too, they're too expensive. They're too expensive for the tickets. Then we're to the point now, where capitalism has brought us 
every single piece of music ever recorded <laughs> for zero dollars. Yes. And they're still bitching. Yeah, they're still complaining. I know, I know. The same people are like, I, I don't want to pay $19 for, Ma- for Michael Jackson. Then don't go. Then don't go. You don't have a right to go. And by the way, you can get tickets to every other artist on the planet with no problems right now. There's essentially one artist that it's difficult to get tickets for. And this artist, they still sold 2 million tickets in a day. And everyone's talking about breaking the company up. And it's not about Ticketmaster. No one likes, everyone complains about Ticketmaster all the time. It's not about Ticketmaster. They are going after freaking capitalism. They are always targeting the same thing. Every time I anyone just, has a bad... Okay. How can you look at this entire picture, Sorry, Glenn? This up. From performing music and having no way for anyone else to hear it <sighs> to every song being free and still complain about it. I only brought this up to say Congress and the Senate are more concerned about a Taylor Swift ticket than the vote in Arizona. Shouldn't they maybe be a little more concerned about the stuff that's in their wheelhouse? (laughs) That's the problem, though. AOC thinks this stuff is in her wheelhouse. Yeah, everything is. She's a victim of everything. She's constantly out there telling everybody everybody else tired of victimhood. I mean, I'm just so tired. I'm a victim. Shut up. Shut up. Shut Shut up. Up. It's so annoying. It's just... Just stop your whining. Everybody's whining about everything all the time. Look, there are real things to worry about, clearly, in this country. But whether you can get Tay-Tay tickets or not, it's not one of them. It's not one of them. I'm sorry. I got to tell you, I think the people in Africa that are starving right now, they would disagree. They want Tay-Tay tickets? Yeah, they were like on the phone-ish kind of thing that they have over Mm -hmm. there, trying to get through to Ticketmaster. (laughs) They couldn't get in. They couldn't get in. Finally, an affordable ticket for us. You know, we're starving to death in Africa, in Ethiopia, and I can't get a ticket. You know where Taylor, and you know where Taylor Swift isn't playing any concerts? Mm. Madagascar. Why? Because everyone there is African-American? Is that why? <sighs> now, it's weird that they'd be African-American in, in Africa, but <laughs> I don't know how they all became American citizens in this analogy, but they are. <laughs> They're African-Africans. They're African-Africans. <laughs> They're African-Africans. She will not go play for African-Africans in, Mad- in, in an island. really... Coast of Africa. I think it's got to stop. It's got to be racism. Is there any other any other possibility? No. She's skipping the entire continent. Why? How do you do that? Yeah. Racism. How do you do that? That's why you're just gonna fly yeah. over. <laughs> oh, it's the flyover continent. Mm. I get it. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Code language. Dog whistles. Uh, back in a minute. The Glenn Back Program. Um, how would you like to uh, donate to a charity uh, this season that is doing a ton of good throughout the country? Tunnel to Towers is one of my favorites. Um, I really believe in what they're doing, and I've watched them over the years. This is their annual season of hope, and between Thanksgiving and New Year's, they're delivering mortgage-free homes to dozens and dozens of Americans catastrophically injured. Uh, the veterans, the first uh, responder families, the Gold Star families. Let me tell you about Maggie. She was 26 when she was deployed to Afghanistan, a few months in, permanently injured by a suicide bomber. Well, she was going home, and now how is she going to live? 
Tunnels Towers is delivering a fully adapted mortgage-free smart home to Maggie and her family for the holidays. Smart homes are vital to easing the financial burdens many veterans face and make their lives a lot easier. This is just one case of I don't know how many. So help America's heroes and their family this holiday season. Donate to something meaningful. $11 a month is what they're asking. I think it's worth it. Do your own homework. Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code STANDUP and save 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is our last uh, broadcast podcast uh, before the uh, holidays. And we'll be back, uh, not next week, but the week after. I think Stu is here. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? I have family that is so in the area. And that we're is so good. You know, good not a lot of storytellers and, around. And we're going to have some Tell stories treats. like you do. And mm-hmm. thank you. That was riveting. Actually, I'll be here with um, Pat Gray next week uh, for those uh, interested in taking in a little of Pat and Stu next week. It'll be fun. It uh, won't be me. Jamie Kilstein is with <laughs> us. Uh, he is a comedian and the host of Advice Not Taken. He's a guy who... Um, we probably would have really hated each other um, years ago. And now it's just simple dislike, you know, um, and Jamie, Jamie is here. He is uh, he was a guy who was way on the left. In fact, I want to read something from July 2019. A few weeks ago, uh, this fragile Jew flew to Texas to meet his girlfriend's very conservative mom and dad. If you're right to, to write out a list of people who wouldn't like me. It would read conservatives, Christian gun owners, oil men and Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Mainly because I've had several public conversations with Noam Chomsky. The Bible scares me more than Pet Cemetery. I would accident. I also felt I would accidentally kill myself if I ever owned a gun. I drive a Prius, and I really don't trust Justin Timberlake. Uh, so he's gone from this to let me just say, as I welcome Jamie Kilstein on, congratulations on your baptism a couple of weeks ago. Oh man, and and I bought a gun and I am still alive. So that is, <laughs> uh, Wait, but what's the, what's the current status uh, with Justin Timberlake? Do yeah. you have any update on that? Uh, I'll find him one day. He knows what's up. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. No, seriously, I got some really nice notes from you uh, the last couple of weeks. I wish I really wish I could have been or been invited uh, to your baptism. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, I'm I'm so happy for you. Now, well, man, and, and I, I really do want, like, I'll say this publicly, where part of my shift, you know, there's this thing, da- I wasn't planning on talking about this, but there's this dangerous thing that happens, especially on Twitter, although maybe not anymore if Twitter goes down, um, where anyone who has any change of political beliefs is automatically called a grifter. And I almost want to write a piece called defending grifting where for <laughs> me i i've had plenty of opportunities to to do that to pretend i was conservative to be the you know the former woke guy um and to profit off of it and i was never interested in doing this like heel turn just for my career the reason that i have become 
more conservative and that I have, you know, that I did find Jesus after. I mean, I opened for Richard Dawkins back in the day. Yeah. Um, it, wa- it wasn't because I was like, I need to make a career pivot. It was because <laughs> when I made, you know, that's what you do for Jesus. That's what yeah, yeah, sure. And because it, it's so very popular right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once the chosen took off, I was like, yeah. "This is my path." Um, but the, uh, by the way, I'm gonna go see the premiere today. Yeah, me too. So, um, but I met. It was meeting guys like you, meeting guys like Tim Kennedy, becoming legitimately friends with people who were conservative. Who also, I go, man, this is the kind of person I want to be. This is the kind of dad I want to be. This is the kind of husband I want to be. This is the kind of conversations I want to have. And so, what happened was. I go, well, if I admire these men as men, then maybe I should take a step and look at these things that I thought I would hate them for. They believe and ask them why they believe it. And then it just all sort of started happening. So it was more it was the opposite of what we do on Twitter and and what I used to do. Instead of looking at someone's political beliefs or their tweets and judging them by that, I looked at them as a person, as a human. And then if I respected them as a human, I go, yeah, how did you get to this belief? Yeah, that's crazy. And it's just opened my eyes. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. I don't know why anybody would talk to somebody. Um, so, right? Jamie, uh, so you were in 2019, you were, yeah. you know, the pariah at the holiday table. Um, yeah. Now, I mean, if I if I remember right, um, your your father was a fundraiser for Hillary Clinton and your mom, I think bought your first pack of cigarettes. Uh, so uh, I don't, but my dad definitely wasn't a fundraiser, but like they are very liberal. My okay. mom certainly bought me my first pack of cigarettes. Okay. Um, and I believe it was for Christmas and I believe it was from Santa. Cause I, okay. you know, look, I feel like when you, <laughs> when you become 40 years old, and you're like, you know, I spent years being like, man, I have a cool mom. And then you get older. And you're like, was she just an alcoholic? Um, <laughs> everyone's mom likes their cigarettes on the stove, right? Right. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of lear- I'm learning I'm doing. Okay. But yeah. I mean, they're very. Li- well, what's funny is I've always kind of been a pariah because I was too left for my family and for a lot mm-hmm. of my friends. I was like too liberal. And then now I'm in theory, too conservative, but I figured out ways to talk to people okay. who I disagree with. And I think, you know, I, 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 I that's what I, I just wrote about it. I started a sub stack and I wrote about like tips to essentially not kill your family over Thanksgiving. Yeah, I mean, cause we, um, this is a, this is a big one. There's a lot going on. You know, the Hunter Biden laptop, uh, the change of Congress, the election. Oh, that. Yes, and that's exactly like it was bad enough before we knew about Hunter Biden's laptop. Like it's hard enough going home to your family and explaining why you don't have kids yet, let alone (laughs) now I need to have like talking points on like gender assignment therapy or like how I an opinion on Matt Taibbi's Substack. Like it is so hard, you know. uh, Ramdas, who's this like great spiritual guy who I, I I I love. He had this great quote. 
he's literally one of the most like spiritual people who has ever lived. And he has this quote that says, if you think you are enlightened, go spend two weeks with your family. And like there is, it was already hard before like our forefathers did not see us arguing about libs of tiktok over Thanksgiving. you know (laughs) what i mean yes and so it's you can't go into it prepared for battle you have to remember it is your family you want this holiday to be good and i feel like people are already sort of memorizing their talking points and i used to do that. I was the insufferable person sent to ruin mm. November through December. It's like, oh, if my dad was praying for a Jewish holiday, I'd have to remind him about how Palestine is suffering at Israel's hand. If everyone oh my gosh. Christmas, it's like, well, I have oh. a rant about Jesus and capitalism. Dude, I was like a step away from being like, is leaving cookies for Santa fat shaming should be a fat <laughs> option? Like, it was so bad. It was so bad. And so like, I'm not, I'm not judging. Uh, Much like my new friend, Jesus, we are not here to judge. Right. Um, but I re- I really do think there, there are things you can do. So I okay, wrote, so what are, I wrote three, what are they? Three things. Three okay. things. So the first one is you have to find something you can all agree on, right? So for example, and I've done this so many times, all politicians suck. You open with that. You don't open by saying your team is bad. You open by going, Hey man, I'm not a fan of a lot of democratic politicians. I may agree with some of their stances, but I think that it's just so much more honest if I'm representing liberals to be like, yeah, man, Biden's not doing great. Cause now they know I'm not a liar, right? I think that conservatives. <laughs> so wouldn't tip no number one actually be don't lie? <laughs> it would be don't lie. Okay, yeah, yeah. But we don't do that because right. we are trained by social media to be like, I have to defend my team no matter what. Do you know how many Republicans were just white knuckling it, defending certain things Trump said, or how many liberals <laughs> are doing the exact same thing? The exact same thing with Biden. I mean, God, how many people were doing that just the other day with his speech where they're like, this is what I have to defend. Okay. Yeah. I guess execute drug dealers. Like they don't. (laughs) And if you can admit, if you can admit when your side is wrong, the other person is going to start seeing you as someone who wants to make the world better and fix the system and not someone who just wants to attack them for who you voted for, right? Like we can okay. all agree Nancy Pelosi's a ghoul. Let's start there and then we can move on, right? <laughs> okay. Um, Tip number two. N- number two, if all of your relatives can do is shout things they heard on Rachel Maddow or Tucker Carlson, maybe their life is kind of rough and we should actually feel compassion for them, right? Like if someone at your dinner table refuses to leave until they win an argument about January 6th, you kind of already won, right? Like when I, when all I could do is argue about politics, Brian, I was so depressed. I was so miserable. I was in a crumbling relationship. The only thing that made me feel good is this illusion that I was doing something by yelling at people on Twitter. But in reality, like I was suffering. And so I think that if you have a family member Mm. who's glued to their phone all day, angrily sharing political memes, you shouldn't be like, oh, I can't wait to slam that guy at Thanksgiving. Like, don't give him more ammo by fighting with him. You need to give that person a hug. You need to talk about anything but politics and connect with them. And honestly, 
Like, make sure they're okay. And we can all check ourselves on that. When I Holy find myself cow. getting stuck back into Twitter, I just go, what am I projecting? What am I hiding from? And oftentimes it's just something that I'm not taking care of within me. So I just have to make it about, you know, Washington. I am, I, I you're preaching. I mean, I'm about to sh- shout amen. This is a, an actual beginning of a conversion here because uh, these are all Jesus tips. Right. Right. You know, right. it's, you kind of got the, you, like, got, yes. you know, there's, there's nine others, but you got the, you know, don't lie and love one another. Just have compassion for one another. What's the third one? Is it about right. false idols? What is the third one? The third one is storm the Capitol. Um, <laughs> the third one is, okay. So this one's going to sound, sound rough at first. So stay with me. So the third one is, Hold hands and watch the world burn. And here's what I mean by that. I'm not a fan of apathy, right? But when you think about what your family on Thanksgiving, on Christmas, what are you doing in that moment to change the world as you're screaming, right? You guys are arguing with each other like you're making your case in front of the UN. But it's like, is your uncle on the Supreme Court? No. Did anyone in the family pass the laws you're mad about? No. Do you even know how laws get passed? Probably not. Like in that moment, there's literally nothing your family can do to change the system. So maybe we don't let these jerks in Washington ruin one more good thing by tearing our family apart, right? So here is how you can inspire your family member who thinks differently than you to be more like you. It's not screaming at them like an unhinged CNN pundit whose ratings are in the trash. It's be a good ambassador for your side. Right. So instead of throwing a fit about who your sister voted for, why not be so cool that people want to be like you be so kind and generous that others start to wonder who you voted for without you even having to tell them. Right. Like when you see someone, again, myself included, screaming about something, you know, even like CrossFit, you have to do CrossFit, you must, why? Uh, So you can be miserable like me because my lower back hurts all the time. Like if they're screaming at you, they're projecting, right? And so actually, Glenn, back to the, the baptism thing, going from an atheist to finding Jesus at 40, the reason I haven't written a piece called, if you don't go to church, you're garbage. (laughs) For the first time in my life, I feel like I have nothing to prove to anyone, right? Like, I don't need to project that like I did with my old liberal talking. Yeah. If people respect how I treat others uh-huh. and they're curious about why, I will tell them. And they can tell because I'm actually happy, right? So if you're the only conservative at the dinner table, the best thing you can do is just be kind, ask questions, be open-minded, use phrases like, I never looked at it that way. Do not bring up Alex Jones. Like, (laughs) if you're a responsible gun owner, talk about things you would do to prevent mass shootings instead of shouting, come and take them. Like, all you have to do is through your actions, be kind and make people want to know how you think politically because you just, like I did with you, man, the first time we met, I just go, well, that guy is nothing like I thought he would be. And so now I want to learn more about him. And like, you can be that person for your family that actually destroys all the stereotypes that people have about conservatives or libertarians. Here here we are um, getting ready the last break before my Thanksgiving break. And I am truly grateful for this very funny and very enlightening uh, segment. Jamie, I'm, I'm so happy for you. Um, you've got Thank you, you've got all kinds of stuff ahead of you. It's all good. Um, he's the host of the podcast Advice Not Taken. Uh, 
I would yeah. suggest maybe like some of this advice we we all take on on all sides of you know politics. Jamie Kilstein, thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you too. See you, you soon. You bet. Bye bye. Uh, it happens fast, and you don't even always know why. Maybe you had a password that was easy to guess. Was it ABC123? Maybe you had entered personal information into an email that was actually a scam. Uh, did Apple write to you? Whatever the case, you find yourself having lost your identity online to some cyber criminal, and now you've got a giant mess to clean up, if it can be cleaned up at all. It's important to understand these things are happening every day, and they're getting smarter and smarter and smarter. So we have to pay attention. I want to offer you 25% off now a subscription to LifeLock. That's what they're offering, a top-of-the-line cybersecurity with both preventative measures to keep you safe and access to a restoration team if you do end up having your information hacked into. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but it is really smart to go with what I think is the best in the business, LifeLock by Norton. Join now, save 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to lifelock.com, use the promo code BECK, and save 25%. The Glenn Beck Program. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We are uh, we're going to get our tree today. We're going to decorate the house tomorrow. I've never done that. We always, day after Thanksgiving, um, you know, while everybody is trying to stab each other for a deal on a TV, we decorate the house. But we're doing it a little early, try to get in the, uh, in the spirit of it, and, uh, and then watch the dog show after we're big, fat, and sassy. And... I don't think there's a better way to uh, spend your week than eating and watching the dog show and then decorating for Christmas. Uh, and uh, that's what we're going to do. I hope you have a truly blessed time to celebrate and to thank God for the rights that we do still have. The Glenn Back Program.